we back and 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 we and we back and we back and we are back on today's show we have baker's one minute raiders talk my four takeaways from this sunday in the nfl and our nba picks prior to the season starting tomorrow night but first and foremost you know what time it is let's get into our post game poetry alrighty and we are back in the poetry den I am once again accompanied by my co-host Daniel we missed you last week buddy and I missed you guys oh so very much glad to be back it's glad to have you back this week we are trying a slightly different format and would love your feedback on what you thought without further ado Baker get things started Thursday came, and the Giants fell. Eli Manning, go to hell. Not a game worth much to say. Carson once did have a day. Moving on to Sunday morning, Browns and Chargers. <gasps> Was very boring. The Bucks got a big day out of Jameis. It's a shame their defense is rather heinous. Steelers won on an A-B score. Bengals fans, they were seeking more. Derek Carr cried as his emotions stirred. This week, Pete Carroll wasn't flipped the bird. Birds like Cardinals? God damn, they suck. Kirk Cousins danced and just doesn't give a fuck. The Jets dropped 42 on the Colts. Four more points than the LA Bolts. Redskins beat the Panthers by a tad. Nathan Peterman, he redefines bad. Texans got to 3-3. Three and three. Rams beat the Broncos easily. Cole Beasley, 100 yards and two scores, left Jalen Ramsey on all fours. The Jaguars, is it time to question? Blake Bortles continues his huge regression. Ravens give the Titans the goose. Alex Collins still is running loose. Saints and Lions had a bye, and the Pats and Chiefs scored mighty high. Brady ran for the Pats game winner. The Bears lost to the Dolphins, and it was mighty pinner. Mr. Biscuits played pretty solid. A major key, like DJ Khaled. Another week has came and went. Six more days till your boy's content. Post-game poetry, there you go. Now call us Daddy. Or, or Daddy-o. Daddy-o. Alrighty, another post-game poetry under our belt. Baker, what did you think? That was fucking sick. I like the new format of it. I agree. Now moving on to our newest segment, Baker's Raiders 60 Seconds. I decided to give Baker 60 seconds each week because the Raiders are so irrelevant and inept. 60 seconds to talk about the game. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Baker, on your marks, get set, go. Fantastic. Well, where do I begin? Honestly, um, if you would have told me before the season, I want you to picture Raiders worst case scenario this first half of the year. Give me something. I would I could not have scripted this any better for how terrible this team is. I watched about a half of the game on Sunday. I had to turn it off. We got we got Derek Carr on the field crying, um, which is just absolutely absurd. His team's so bad. He's out there crying. John Gruden, just this experiment is over. It's dead. It's gone. The Dunchain on the Raiders. 
Uh, you got John Gruden over here starting Reggie Nelson, the 35-year-old wonder, uh, who is just maybe the worst football player I've ever seen in my life. You got Our players are, are thinking about having sex with their wives instead of the game. They said, oh, we lost. Oh, well, I'm going to go pork my wife and put a baby inside of her. Um, so, yeah, it's all bad in Oakland. Um, I can't wait till they leave town. One in five. John Gruden. How long does the experiment last? I I want to see who lasts longer, John Gruden or Derek Carr. I'm going to say John Gruden lasts longer, but Jesus Christ, somebody kill me. All righty. Well done there with the Raiders minute. Felt good to get that off your chest, didn't it? Yeah, I think I blacked out there for a second. <laughs> All righty. Enough of that. Time for me to get into my four takeaways from week six. Somebody crank the music. One. The Baltimore Ravens sacked Marcus Mariota 11 times on Sunday and made the Tennessee Titans look like an absolute junior varsity football team. Number 11, Marcus Mariota. Jesus. Oh my goodness. Devoured on the play by Zadarius Smith. That's three for him, isn't it? Yes, it is. Three for him, 11 for the defense. 11 sacks by Baltimore today on Tennessee quarterback Marcus Mariota. Look at Smith. Jesus. 11 sacks by the Ravens on Mariota was one short of the NFL record held by the Eagles back in 2012. Mariota finished the game 10 for 15 passing, which means he was sacked more times than completions thrown throughout the game. In a league where we over-exaggerate everything, is it time to wonder if Marcus Mariota just isn't the real deal and not a real NFL starting quarterback? The Titans are now 3-3, which basically puts them in the middle of the pack of the entire NFL. Hard to believe, a team that could be on the brink of possible playoff contention is this terrible against a Ravens team that lost to the Browns last week. God damn is the NFL strange. 2. The Oakland Raiders took a trip overseas to take on the Seahawks, and it's safe to say it wasn't their best showing. Although the game was, was obviously lopsided, uh, it was a great experience. But I'll be happy to answer any questions I can. Obviously, uh, Seattle took it to us today, and uh, we got a lot of men injured in this football game, but I'll update you the best I can. I hope I'm not the only one who's excited to watch John Gruden over the next nine years coach the Raiders into peril. It's hilarious to think there was talk after the game that he was willing to trade Amari Cooper, probably their single best player, after already trading their other best player, Khalil Mack, to the Bears. And honestly, watching Derek Carr play, it's confusing to understand what happened to the guy whom two years ago was considered borderline top five quarterback. I don't know if he's traded places with his brother David, but the team looks pathetic, and I couldn't get more excited at the fact that two years from now, we might potentially be able to watch Hard Knocks with the Oakland Raiders first year in Vegas with this beaten down, crapshoot, sack of shit of a roster, and John Gruden trying to explain to his players how to play football like it's 1984. Also, Derek Carr breaking down and crying on the sideline yesterday was probably the most demasculinizing moment I've seen on a football field in a very long time. Raiders fans, it's not going to get any easier, but at least you can count on the fact that this team's going to be Vegas' problem in just a couple short years. 3. The Patriots beat the Chiefs in probably the best football game of the season so far, and the winning touchdown was a four-yard Run from Tom Brady? Nothing for Tom Brady down here. Third and goal. Brady 
under pressure. A flag is down in the end zone, and Tom gets into the end zone pending the call. Well, you see Brady get a lot of touchdowns on runs, but they're all from the one-yard line, almost never from the four. Hold it. I honestly don't know my own take on this one. Obviously, we know the Patriots are always going to be the team to beat in the AFC until somebody dethrones them. But my main concern is stop the hype on Patrick Mahomes for just a little bit. The guy's great, but plays with some of the most elite weapons in the entire NFL. The final score was 43-40, and I think this speaks more on the two crappy defenses rather than the fact that the offenses looked borderline unstoppable. The Patriots look great now that they have Edelman and Josh Gordon back, but the game was played in Foxborough, therefore it was a game the Patriots basically needed to win. Regardless of how good anyone thinks either of these teams are today, with the way they play defense, you have to consider the Steelers a contender against them, you have to consider the Bengals a contender against them, and basically anybody else who can put points on the board. Let's not forget last season the Patriots lost to a backup quarterback in the Super Bowl because they couldn't even stop Nick Foles. The Rams are better than them right now, New Orleans is better than them right now, and there's even a few other teams in the NFC who actually play defense. The Jaguars will have to figure out what they're doing, but the fact that they actually can stop somebody makes them a very tough matchup for the Patriots, who play the Bears next week and need to prove that they're not going to let up 30-plus points a week. Four. Yep, this is the one you guys have been waiting for. The Bears, they lost. Placement made. Kick is up. Jason Sanders' kick is good. Dolphins win it. 31-28. And they mob the rookie out of New Mexico and end the Bears' winning streak at three. And end their losing streak at two. Let them all out. The Brock Osweiler jokes. The fact that the Bears lost to a team that they were favored by seven and a half points. The fact that our defense literally couldn't have stopped a fucking runny nose yesterday. I get it. I get it all. But let's not forget, Khalil Mack got injured in the second half, hurt his ankle, and Brock Osweiler played pretty damn well. I'll just admit it. That being said, give me a chance here to spin zone this one. Trubisky had three touchdowns and one interception and threw for over 300 yards for the second straight week. Last two games combined, nine touchdowns, one interception. While yesterday stung like all hell and the Bears were so close to 4-1. and one. Having a quarterback who we've seen strides from and is still young is a huge positive. Would you rather have Deshaun Watson right now who had two more picks yesterday and has almost as many interceptions this season with six as he does touchdowns? Would you rather have Marcus Mariota, who was sacked 11 times yesterday and can't throw for two touchdowns ever? How about Blake Bortles? The guy is very close to getting benched in Jacksonville and scored seven points yesterday against a very mediocre Dallas defense. Derek Carr, two years ago, like I said, considered borderline elite, now potentially could be losing his starting job. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this league, but the truth of the matter is you can't win unless you have one in that top tier. I'm talking top 10 to 12. The Eagles did it last year with a great defense, but they wouldn't have been in that position if it weren't for Carson Wentz, who was nearly the MVP. So while the Bears lost, I'm pissed off, and that really ruined my Sunday. Let's not forget that the Bears are a team that's trying to grow around a young quarterback who's not making a lot of money, and Trubisky's showing a lot of strides, and hopefully... 
by later in this season and early next season when we really are in our window where we're trying to win games, we'll see more of these steps that I saw on Sunday. And remember that games like this against Miami can become ones you learn from rather than ones you dwell over. Fuck you, Baker. Well, that was fun. Thanks for the shot there at the end, Noah. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad I could put my four downs in. But one more thing. We completely forgot. The NBA season starts tomorrow. Hey, Shaq, you ready for the season starting tomorrow, Shaq? I'll tell you what, Chuck, I'm so excited for the NBA to start. I just love them players, the way they catch the ball and then they dunk it in the hoop. And then it was... <laughs> we got we, we to make our picks, Shaq. Yours are going to be terrible. Okay, Chuck. <laughs> Here we go. And time for our NBA picks. <laughs> Um, so I figured it'd be a good time before the season starts to give some predictions from you and I. So without further ado, let's get things started with the MVP of the NBA predictions. Now, who do you got Baker? Um, so just your favorite right now is what you're asking. You got a chance to predict the MVP. Who do you like? Okay. Well, the easy choice would be LeBron, new team, new city, young guys around him. He's probably going to be rejuvenated. Um, but a lot of dark horses too. I think Giannis is a good dark horse. I think, uh, write it down. I think Steph is a really good dark horse this year. If you're a betting man, um, I think he's who gonna the have fuck's your pick? LeBron. But I'm just okay. making arguments LeBron. for different players. Yeah. Okay, my pick is Anthony Davis. I think this is the season he breaks out. I think every year nowadays the MVP has become like this hot, trendy first year guy. Anthony Davis is going to go for like 35 and 12 now that Boogie Cousins has moved on to the Warriors. I got Anthony Davis for MVP and then becoming the hottest commodity in the NBA headed into the offseason. Are the Pelicans going to be good enough, though, for him to win MVP? I think they make the playoffs, and that's just about all you need. If he, I think he's just going to put up gaudy numbers, but. We'll see. That's a good point. I mean, the Pelicans could be very, very bad. Yeah, we'll see, though. Okay, moving on. NBA Coach of the Year. What do you got? Um, I'm going to stick with L.A. here and say Coach Luke Walton, my old friend and colleague, I wish. Really? You think the Lakers are just going to sweep the two big awards? It's. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but that's kind of my, my dark horse pick. Yeah. Mr. Luke. Um, but yeah, so I'm two for two on Lakers so far, which I don't necessarily like. But whatever. Yeah, right. Um, I'm going to go with Billy Donovan. I think that the Thunder are going to have a huge year this year. Um, Carmelo, a.k.a. Mr. Cancer himself, is out of the mix <laughs> finally. And I think the Thunder are going to be much better than people anticipate, possibly second or third seed. I think Houston's going to digress a little bit. And I think, obviously, the Spurs and teams – like that are out of the mix. The Lakers won't finish as good as the Thunder, I don't believe. So I'll go with Billy Donovan. He's kind of been underappreciated over the past few years, and this will be his year to look be looked at as a, a high-tier coach. Um, okay. Yeah, so moving on, we have the NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Do you go three for three with the Lakers? What do you got? Oh, no, no chance. Um, I want to be a homer and say Draymond, but I feel like that's almost cheating. He's not going to get the he doesn't get the respect enough either which is kind of like why he won't maybe get voted. Yeah, no, that's a big that's a big uh that's a big issue. Um I'll say Kawhi Leonard. Fuck. That was my pick. Yeah, well, pick something else, kid. 
I think that I, I well to back up your point and then I'll pick my other I was kind of deciding between two people anyway but yeah Kawhi coming back after a year where he didn't play basically at all I think people have kind of forgotten how good Kawhi Leonard is and he's going to come back with vengeance and uh be dominant as all hell I think I think the Raptors are kind of a sleeper team all around um so another person I was thinking about but won't say because I already picked him for another award is Anthony Davis but I don't think anybody has ever won defensive player of the year and MVP in the same season so as long as I'm picking him as the MVP I'll shy away from him as the defensive player of the year and instead I will go with Jimmy Butler defensive player of the year yeah, I think that Jimmy Butler is going to have a savage year. I actually, like, call me even crazier for this one, but I think Jimmy Butler is going to get MVP looks this season because I know the kind of guy Jimmy is, and when he feels slighted or that people are kind of hating on him, he kind of gets even hyper-aggressive and does wild shit on the court. Um, while he came out and said all that crazy shit to Rachel Nichols after he showed up at Minnesota's practices, I think the outlook on kind of how he came off was – mixed bag and I think Jimmy's one of those guys who kind of focuses on the negative and kind of motivates himself mm-hmm. based on that so I think Jimmy's gonna have a monster year I honestly don't know where he'll be playing I think Minnesota to start but we'll see that seems cancerous even though Wiggins did come out and say that he Jimmy's the kind of guy you want on your team which is bananas that Andrew Wiggins has the lack of testosterone oh my god can you imagine I mean it's embarrassing him and Carl Anthony Town should both just be ashamed of their manhood um but yeah nonetheless i think jimmy is feeling as savage as he's ever felt in his life after just bullying two grown men on his team and i think jimmy's gonna come out and really try to dominate this year so moving on from that let's go fuck the sixth man of the year don't care um let's move on finals predictions and the champion go okay well i'll say from the west the warriors because you know, they're the Warriors. Um, it's not going to be easy, though. I'll say that. It's going to be a tough year. Um, but I think they get back there. And from the Who do East, they beat in the Western Conference Finals? Who do they beat? Yeah. Uh, I'll say Houston again. I don't think the Lakers are quite there yet. Okay. And then I don't think, I don't know who else you'd really, maybe the Thunder, but I don't think the Thunder are good enough to get there either. Um, <clears throat> so I'll say Warriors coming out of the West. And for the East, it's not very hard for me to pick the Celtics. Um, they just seem like the overall best team in that conference by far. Only team close is Philly, but I think Philly's still a year or two away from <clears throat> actually contending. So I'll say Warriors-Celtics. Warriors winning it all in six games. All right, fantastic. Definitely didn't see that prediction coming. Well done. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm yeah. going to pre- predict a double ACL tear from Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. You've been hoping for it, haven't you? Hopefully Draymond Green gets hit by a car, but I'm not hoping for it. I would. It would be a shame if he would get run over by a bus. be a real shame. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Thunder go to the finals this year. I think Russell Westbrook and Paul George, wow. all jokes aside, have good chemistry. Um, I mean, clearly Paul George thinks so. Otherwise, he wouldn't signed off for five more years in Oklahoma City. Um, the Warriors are the easy pick but I'd love to be able to put myself out there and make an argument for something different. So if I were going to, outside of the Warriors, I'd say the Thunder, as crazy as that sounds. I think Houston, I think Chris Paul's going to digress a little this year. James Harden seems like he lacks work ethic in Carmelo Anthony. 
Anthony, like I said earlier, is a complete cancer. Um, LeBron's going to be interesting in L.A., but they're a year away. And then if you go out east, I obviously like Boston. They've got great talent. But I'm going to look over and say that the team that people are sleeping on is, in fact, the Toronto Raptors. I think the Raptors are going to be great. I think Kyle Lowry is still a pretty solid player. And Kawhi Leonard is a lot better than DeMar DeRozan. And considering the fact that they basically could have beaten any other team in the East outside of LeBron last season, I honestly think Toronto would have gone to the finals, except for LeBron was the ultimate kryptonite for them. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Raptors will play in the NBA Finals. I don't know. Boston's got a lot of great pieces, but... It takes a lot of guys gelling together, and Philly's interesting as well. But I don't know. Joel Embiid talks the talk, but I want to see him walk the walk for a full season of health, and Ben Simmons needs to learn how to shoot a basketball. So I'm going to go wow. out on a limb, huge limb, Toronto, Oklahoma City, an absolute ratings disaster for the NBA. Imagine those two cities getting to play in the finals. Um, and I'll say, I don't know. Neither of the teams are going to win the championship. That's a fact. That whole prediction is basically a monster joke. But, hey, if I'm right, I'm going to seem really smart. So let's say Thunder win the championship um, because every other team's plane crashes in the Western Conference. There you go. Um, oh, wait, we forgot rookie. Rookie of the year. Okay, go ahead. Um, all for rookie of the year, I'll say Luka Doncic. I think he's the most wow. NBA ready out of the rookies. Um, he looks nice, dude. He looks real nice. 6'8", big, fucking hitting step back threes all preseason filthy with the ball he looks fucking he looks nice so i'll take luka Doncic. um okay yeah okay uh that's an interesting pick i actually think luka could be good i i haven't seen him play that much frankly i haven't watched a lot of preseason and obviously he didn't play in the united states for his collegiate years i will instead go with marvin bagley i think bagley's finally going to turn that Sacramento team into something a little more respectable than the trash of the NBA. Um, he's very talented, kind of fits the current scheme of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, I think DeAndre Ayton's going to be great in Arizona, or I should say Phoenix, but with guys like Booker around him, Josh Jackson, um, there's other guys who just kind of demand yeah. the ball more than he does. So I think he'll go for about 14 and 9, but I could see Bagley kind of carrying the load. I just um, I feel all, like I feel like Sacramento is just where good basketball players go to die. Yeah, I know. That's why I kind of think if Bagley even has a somewhat decent year, people will be really impressed. It's kind of like you're playing from behind in terms of what the national spotlight is on you. Exactly. So like let's say hypothetically he has like 19 and 6, 19 and 7. He's a decent rebounder. I mean, people will just it's like inflated when you do it in Sacramento. Oh, so for sure. um that's my prediction. And then I want to invent one other um, postseason award for the sake okay. of the podcast. Player who breaks out this season in the NBA. It can be breakout from an average player to a superstar. It can be breakout from a bench player to like a very, very good starter. Who is your player who will turn eyes and kind of be the breakout player in the NBA this year? So in the whole season? You said postseason before, but I, I'm The whole season, talk, yeah. Okay, the whole season. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna pick a player that I'd say broke out a little bit last year. I'd say a lot of it last year, but I think this year he's gonna break out and potentially become an All Star, potentially become an NBA superstar, and that is former Wildcat, now in the Orlando Magic, Aaron Gordon. Really? You think yeah. he's gonna be very good this year? I think, dude. Just watching him play briefly last year and the numbers he put up, he's fucking. He's gonna be raw. 
He's hitting threes now. He's obviously athletic as shit. Um, yeah, he's got nobody else around him who's going to like take a lot of shots either. Exactly. He's going to get a lot of looks this year, so that's my pick. My second place pick was – actually, I'll let you, I'll let you do yours. Case I, I didn't it. think Aaron, I was just gonna say I didn't think Aaron when he came out of college was gonna be that good, but clearly he has a very good work ethic because yeah. he's gotten a lot better in all facets of the game. Um, my pick, which I, I was worried you might select, uh, I'm gonna go with Dennis Smith Jr. Ooh, I think Dennis okay. Smith Jr. is gonna become more than a leaper, uh, more than a great athlete on the basketball court. I think Dennis Smith is gonna develop the ability to shoot more, uh, have moves off the dribble and i think dennis smith jr is going to become a sneaky all-star caliber player and really be the reason now in dallas that that team becomes more relevant and i wouldn't sleep on dallas maybe pushing it for that eight seed in the playoffs don't forget they got deandre jordan don't and dennis smith that team's going to be sneaky good and i think dennis smith jr is going to be around a 20 points per game player this season yeah dark horse for sure All right, guys, that was Talking the NBA, and that's our episode for today. We'll try to get another episode out to you guys before the end of the week. We're really trying to do twice a week rather than just once. But again, we're working hard to make this thing more concise, to the point, and effective for all of you guys listening. Until next time, peace. Yeah, bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. Bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow, I go move.